Access Division 33, the official podcast of Division 33 of the American Psychological Association, a group of professionals dedicated to science and practice in the area of intellectual and developmental disabilities and autism spectrum disorder. In each episode, we'll speak with a different member of our division, discussing their work and why it's important to the lives of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and those who support them. Hello, and thank you for joining us for Access Division 33. I'm Dr. Jason Baker, a member of Division 33, and your host for today. For this episode, we'll be talking about emotion regulation with Dr. Rachel Fenning. Dr. Fenning is an Associate Professor of Child and Adolescent Studies and co-founder and co-director of the Center for Autism at the California State University, Fullerton. She's currently involved in leading three federal research grants and is a licensed clinical psychologist working with children with neurodevelopmental disorders and their families. Although she's published in many areas, we've asked Dr. Fenning to chat a little about her research into emotion regulation in children with intellectual and developmental disabilities, or IDD, and autism spectrum disorder, or ASD. Dr. Fenning, welcome. Thanks. Happy to be here. So I suppose my first question should be, what exactly is emotion regulation? That's a great question, and one that we've been trying to answer in the field for quite some time. We can define emotion regulation in a variety of ways, but one of the most commonly adopted definitions pertains to the ability that we have to monitor, think about, and modify our emotional reactions so that we can function successfully in the world. So it seems like that would be pretty difficult to measure scientifically, since we can't really observe emotion per se. That's true. There have traditionally been three primary ways that we've attempted to assess emotion regulation. The first is through use of report measures of child behavior or strategies that we believe reflect emotion regulation, or more commonly, its inverse, emotion dysregulation. The downside of this approach is that since we are often using emotion regulation to explain behavioral challenges, this can sometimes be a little circular. The other ways that we've often used to measure emotion regulation involve asking families to participate in laboratory tasks that seek to elicit certain emotions in children. We then use careful observational coding to measure these behaviors and turn them into quantitative data that we can then analyze. Some scholars observe behaviors that we believe facilitate emotion regulation, which we often call strategies, such as children momentarily distracting themselves or engaging in self-soothing behaviors, such as deep breathing or sighing. In our lab, we tend to focus on the quality of children's emotion regulation, and we do this by examining emotional expressions, including facial expressions, crying, and other indicators of frustration, sadness, or joy. And we consider things like intensity, lability, and soothability. More recently, we've integrated our behavioral approach to understanding emotion regulation with psychophysiological measures that we believe can provide us with a more direct index of emotional arousal. So why is emotion regulation so important for children with IDD or ASD? Well, many scholars believe that difficulties with emotion regulation in general underlie most childhood disorders or behavior problems. Aggression, for example, may represent difficulties regulating anger, whereas anxiety may reflect difficulties managing fear. 
When we look at children with IDD or ASD, we find considerable evidence that these children, as a group, have more difficulty regulating their emotions than children with neurotypical development. In fact, a study we did more than a decade ago showed that emotion dysregulation seemed to explain a large part of why children with cognitive delays have more problems with social interaction. When we think about children with ASD, Many of the factors that we believe contribute to core ASD symptoms may also be related to challenges with emotion regulation. For example, many studies have found increased dysregulation in children with ASD, and a recent study of ours revealed that incremental increases in the severity of children's core ASD symptoms was the strongest predictor of individual differences in dysregulation within a sample of children with ASD. In other words, it seems that it's not just the presence of ASD that disrupts emotion regulation, but rather, the more that children are affected by ASD, the more intense their emotion dysregulation appears to be. You mentioned core symptoms and related neurological aspects as the strongest predictor of emotion dysregulation, at least for children with ASD. If that's the case, is there anything that we can do to help these children regulate? Well, that's the question that really gets at the core of so much of the work in this area. The most commonly applied definition of emotion regulation discusses both the internal or within the child and external contributors to regulation. Although much more research needs to be done, our research over the years has painted a fairly clear picture for children with cognitive delays who are at risk for intellectual disability. Overwhelmingly, one of the best ways to support these children appears to be through parental scaffolding. This involves parents' ability to sensitively engage and teach children in the context of either positive or negative emotion. In this way, a parent effectively assists by co-regulating their child. This is very similar to what we do with young children with neurotypical development, who over time learn to internalize the strategies that are given to them through external supports, and they begin to demonstrate effective and independent regulatory skills. In our research, parental scaffolding has been a powerful influence for children with IDD with regard to social skills, and actually predicted greater adaptive behavior as well, such that some children who experienced high-quality scaffolding in early childhood did not go on to meet criteria for intellectual disability at a later age. So it sounds like parental scaffolding is pretty important for kids with IDD. What can we do for kids with ASD? The question of the role of scaffolding for children with ASD seems to be a bit more complicated. This is an issue that we've only recently begun to examine, and we still don't understand emotion regulation very well in this population yet, so there's much more work that we need to do. In a recent study, we did find that parental scaffolding was associated with emotion regulation in children with ASD in the moment. However, this co-regulation was not related to children's independent regulation in another context, when the parent wasn't present. These were school-aged children with ASD who, in theory, should have internalized parents' co-regulatory efforts by this point. So this suggests that there may be a developmental lag in the internalization of emotion regulation in children with ASD. In other words, parents' efforts were helping the children, and indeed dysregulation was lower when parents were present, but children had difficulty generalizing these skills to other settings. What we really need are further studies that look at the development of emotion regulation in children with ASD over time. 
Well, thank you so much, Dr. Fanning, for your insights and for doing this work. It's an exciting avenue of research that will undoubtedly help children with IDD and ASD and their families. Please tune into our next episode when we interview another leader in the field of IDD and ASD research. If you'd like to suggest a topic for a future episode, please visit our Division 33 website at www.division33.org and use our contact page with the subject line podcast. To all those professionals working in the field, thank you for the work you do. And to those individuals with IDD and ASD and those who support them, we're here to help.